let's let's touch a little bit on programming because um, it's it's probably the hottest topic. Um, something that you know all coaches are wanting to talk about slash bamboozled by slash paralyzed by slash love doing it. Um, yeah, cool. No, a big. Still, you're still on a mission, uh, Jay. Whether you realise it, somewhere I, I'd fit you somewhere into that hierarchy. Those, you know, it's not. I guess it's not a hierarchy, but those, um, they're just constructs to try to give you like a basis to reflect on. Like, I think um, there's a book over there, the Claire Graves's work on spiral dynamics and like the evolution of human values. Something that Paul introduced me to. It's like the, he's, he's like a genius that's come up with this really complex, um, important system. But he says, you know, like this this is not the solution. This is just stuff that helps us to think better about, you know, who we are and where we're going. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's good, Jay. Like if you're, yeah, if you're looking for it, then hopefully that discussion is, you know, some fuel for, for thought. You know, what can you do to increase your personal power? What can you... You know what important intervention can you can you test out? And some of them, like it can be paid or unpaid. I, I wrote in the orientation. I'm adding to orientation at the moment. Two point um, Some of my early ones, like to give examples of things that I've done. Um, I've lived ex- engineered exile as well. You know, I picked uh, I picked grapes for. Or I worked on grapevines for a while out in the desert. I drove trucks out in the desert at a feedlot, a cattle station. Um, well, a feedlot for cattle. You know, I drove trucks there for, for months, um, you know, sometimes night shift, putting grain into the back of the truck, drive it over somewhere else, dump it out of the truck, drive the truck back, fill it up with the digger again, um, like in the middle of the night on my own. You know, like this is, um, you know, it's not the worst of jobs. I was getting, you know, it's okay pay. It wasn't great. It was like you know, 20 bucks an hour or something, which is, you know, kind of what um, backpackers get in Australia. Minimum wage is quite high in Australia, but um, yeah, it's quite expensive as well. Anyway, like yeah, those experiences at each level are, are so valuable. I think like when you sort of know that you're stuck as well. I only live those things for a short period of time to get some money together to move on to the next thing, but they were valuable experiences. I, d- I drove delivery truck in the Darwin, um, delivering meats and cheeses for like a month, trying to find my way around a new city in in Australia. All those experiences like help me to understand what's, you know how the world works and like those interactions with the world are really valuable. Um, but yeah, the the programming side of things then is uh, something yeah something that always comes up that people are always wondering about and it's cool to hear Scott already talking about like the impact that Dense Strength has had. Uh, there's another Jay in the program as well, who I thought you were actually when you jumped on there, Jay, but there's another Jay who um, is using dense strength in his gym as well. And he just is noticing that his members really love it. And it's taken a lot of the headaches out of um, the equation. It's also cool to see, you know, Ben Patrick using it in his own training at the moment um, and applying it with knee ability. It's, it's not, um, I mean, it's, 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 it's so simple that, it's you know, it's almost funny to call it a system, but if you don't, then people can't identify with it. Um, I think the biggest thing is that movement selection is actually the, the the trump card, and then just putting it together in a way that's palatable that you know that you can execute on effectively. Like I think that is the that's really what dance strength is. It's like 
if you choose the right movements and you execute those movements well, then just keep the programming really simple so that you can see that it's getting better and so that your training doesn't confuse the shit out of you. And then, you know, you can, you can get some mad results. Like Nico is probably one of the best ones as well. Like I'll throw it to you, Lucas, but you know, Nico is doing like 85 kilo dips single on the minute. He's got a hundred kilo dip. Um, that's, you know, we were chatting about dense strength you know, a couple of months ago. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to give it a shot and see what I can do. You know, Riley Reynard as well, like can do 15 freestanding handstand push-ups, you know, head to, head to floor. He said as well, like I've hit my, my best all-time numbers, like when he was using it, like it's the simplest program that most good strength coaches would say, no, nah, it's too, there's not enough rest period, like it won't work. But then it does, you know. And it's sort of like Westside Barbell. You know, it's there, there's so many overlaps with other effective systems that it's kind of hard to argue against. Uh, Paul McElroy uses a lot of similar stuff as well. But um, yeah, some thoughts on programming, Lucas. Yeah, and I think the other solution there is trying to think about how we can be a bit more hybrid because that is something that you're always running into is like, everyone's like, okay, well, how do I do this and this and this and this all together? And that was like one of the, one of the main brainstorming ideas when you and I started working together was like, how can we bring flexibility into these kind of dense strength systems and have it work really well? Because prior to that, it was like, you know, you need to go do flexibility work on a separate time for a couple hours and it's just, you weren't committing to it and nothing was getting done no results were happening. So that was like the first, I mean, that, that there's been a few programs where we worked on like bringing that flexibility and dense strength together. We did the powerlifting sprint last year. That's still on there. That's a, that was a pretty cool experience, but seeing how you can bring those two together and then the squats and splits, I think that's like where the, like we really hit the money on that one where it was like some half block work, some splits work and like, I think as much as it, the exercise selection was really simple, especially for the flexibility work too, but people were making such great progress on it because again, it was just like, they removed all the distractions. Like they weren't spending an hour rolling joints and doing this and that. It was like, here's some big positions that I think came off the back end of the sprint too. The sprint worked really well. Cause it was like big positions, hit them hard, hit them efficiently move on. Um, so yeah, finding finding those solutions for coaches to be able to make it more simple to do more than just one thing. And that's that's all that's what the people I talk to, that's that's always the issue. The coaches are like, how do I do, how do I get strong and flexible? How do I fix my knees and get stronger? Do this, you know. And so I think that that's where dense strength comes in, is it creates those simple solutions and you can apply it to um getting strong or getting shredded like those are the other questions that come up is like how how can i use this if i want to develop muscle versus getting strong or putting size on and it's just different variations of it like once you go through the course and you see like you can use these blocks to get super strong or you can use them you know if we're changing body composition it's just got to be manipulated a different way it just makes it so simple um, to see the variations of that for strength and then you can build in the integrated parts of it, range of strength, the ability, like it all gets built in um, quite simply. 
And I think that's what coaches need. They need those simpler solutions because you do get like every course you take and we've taken them, like I've taken them where I just, you just get dumped on information. And then afterwards you're probably spending twice as much time trying to put that information into how you do things. Cause we all do things a bit differently. It's all variations of what we know, but you know, that's the problem to solve for coaches is to give them simpler solutions that provide the results they're looking for. Um, so we don't have to complicate the shit out of it. And I, you know, maybe the, the shittier side of it is like sometimes coaches get so wrapped up in so much stuff that they end up overcomplicating it for people and making people think that it has to be done in this way and it's just very, you know, detailed. But uh, I think that's where we're solutions we're continuing to try to provide. And, and I'm certainly trying to do that with range of strength. Like flexibility is a deep hole, it's a deep rabbit hole. But once you know, simple pieces of it it's quite easy to uh obtain really really good results with it and to have it integrated into systems um yeah i mean that's programming i think and we've had some of that discussion already starting to come up a little bit around individualizing program which is you know there's important once you know systems really well it's easy to individualize them for people that are in certain situations um so i don't that's the other thing to talk about like that whole individualization aspect where a good coach doesn't necessarily know how to do something completely different for every single person they know their system's so good that they can make the system work for every single person right and that's why all the good coaches are successful like the best coaches in the world they don't have a different answer for everybody they just know how to make that work for everybody. I think that's, you know, where you see those systems that we are using and the different ways Like we try to pre present it in different ways. Like I try to say that to the coaches, like I'm not, if I present um, a block of training, that's like range of strength. I'm not saying that this is the one solution, but this is a variation of it. The better you get at using the system in different ways, the easier you can make it work for everybody. That's what, you know, that's what Ben does really well with the ability. Yeah. Programming on paper, like, it only really, like, so much of training is just, the, the world of training is designed around people competing either at the Olympics or powerlifting competitions or whatever. And that's, like, point something, something, you know, 1% of the population. Like, it's, 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 it's such a small percent of, of the population who are actually in that realm and full-time and don't have other priorities of family and business. And even pro, pro athletes now are, are trying to basically turn themselves into businesses and whatnot. Um, so the chances of like running some kind of cycle that's just every percentage laid out for 12 weeks and whatnot and, and sticking to it, it's the chances that that's optimal are, are, are nil. Like there's no chance that that's actually what's optimal. So that's what's, you know, the space within the dense strength is also that, you know, you can easily, you can so easily modify it. Like you can, you can cut it short, you can change the weight, you can ch cut the reps and you can be coaching six people or 10 people at the same time and make that intervention. Okay. Next set, you're just doing threes because that five was too slow and you're not going to make it to the end of this block. Or, you know, that was too easy for you. Like I want you, I want to see a two second eccentric or five second eccentric on your first rep like a good coach can and but that's how you can actually coach because everything's nice and organized in front of you everyone knows what they're doing 
So you can actually talk about the details that you want rather than being like counting their reps or, you know, whatever. Like they they know when to go. They know, you know, and and one thing that people often miss with training groups with the dense strength is like start them on, on split, you know, times. Like start one on the zero, one on the 10 seconds, one on the 20 seconds. Once they're confident, splitting them across the clock means you actually get to watch each of them individually. Other people are watching them. And you can start to get a massive buzz. Like we had some sessions at the Roosters where like guys would, you know, we might do 10 singles. There'd be one rack goes, then the next rack goes, then the next rack goes, then the back to the first rack, but it was a different guy. And you'd literally have them like going like 15 seconds apart or 20 seconds apart on the same rack. You'd have three guys going, but then you have the other rack offset in terms of the timing. So you wouldn't necessarily see the full rep of, of everyone. Like it depends how many people you got and whatever. But like the vibe that you get in those sessions where everybody's watching you and you can feel those eyes on you of like 12 guys, you know, and it's like heavy singles and it's like, okay, like, and you, you know, you're firing off about the speed of the movement or the quality of the movement and that social pressure, that environment that you're creating is, is such a powerful environment where it's going to work better. You just know it's going to work better. Like this is proven in the Verkashansky depth jump experiment. If you don't give someone a target to hit, then they don't, the program doesn't work. Like they don't jump as high. So if you can create that environment where they really want to execute well versus, you know, just, just kind of getting it done, just going through the motions, it's going to be completely different. So the programming actually sets up the social environment and the social environment is actually more important than just about anything else, you know, and this goes again and also for training on your own, you might think, well, I'm not, you know, I'm training people one-to-one or I'm training on my own. I'm more thinking about myself than how I'm coaching. There's no space for being on your phone. There's no space for messages, There's no space for going and grabbing a drink from the, you know, from the water cooler or whatever. If you're in a public gym, um, like it or love it, you know, we, we live in highly distracted times, you know, so the system that's least distractible is probably also going to be the, the best system. Um, and then there's so much complexity or diversity that you can layer across it. Like you can do it as giant sets, you know, you can change, you know, you can change movement. You can put another little movement on the back end. You can juggle on the back end. You can, you know, limber up with some, some light mobility stuff on the rest of that minute. And it seems like you've got all this extra time to train because you want to fill the rest of the minute where usually you just be kind of sitting around or like getting distracted or whatever so it just becomes like ultra efficient where you can get so much done in a half hour period and you can, you know, you can be tired. You can have got through your range. You can have, you know, put some decent work into your skills um, in a short period of time. And that's what we're playing around with the minimalist um, protocol. But if someone's not getting the movement right, as another example around programming, okay, you're just doing singles, but I want 10 seconds down. You know, you can do 10 seconds up as well if you want, if you want to really feel the positions. Like, take all the weight off today. Like, you're a bit stressed out today, whatever. We'll take all the nervous system out of it. We'll just make it burn a little bit. Like, all those kind of interventions are, like, at your fingertips because you're not thinking about – you don't have all this other noise going on of what the program is about, trying to remember the reps for everybody. Um, Yeah, I just – yeah, there's there's so much there. It's – it makes it ultimately more fun and you know engaging like you and that's the, the key you need the you need that the joy of it as well you know the addic- addictive component like yeah yeah it needs to be enjoyable um you need to feel like you're getting it done you need to feel like 
you, you can troubleshoot when it's not going good because like that's again you know you're reading numbers on paper and and all of a sudden life happens and you're you know you didn't get enough sleep you're a bit stressed out if you don't have any troubleshooting then yeah i've been there before too where i'm like i can't hit that it was prescribed today so now i feel like a piece of shit <laughs> when i you know it was just a bad day and i i should have that was when I started getting into like auto regulating work and really studying the RPE for lifting and, and dense strength really brings that into full effect in a simpler way as well. Here's, you know, you could attach some RPE to some of those dense strength blocks. Um, and I've been doing that too. It makes it even more efficient to know, like I'm at this intensity, got to get this much work done. And then you have those troubleshooting solutions where you can regulate like you said, like the tempo, like it's good to have that. Like I presented that in the phase two for squats and splits is there's an anchor day and anchor day is like, if today went well, do this. If today was okay, do this. If today feels kind of shitty, do this. So it's like, it presents those uh, dense strength troubleshooting options, um, which is nice to have. Like you don't want to have that every workout, but you also want to know, you know, if you're going to anchor the week off in a good note, you can do it if, if you feel like crap as well, too. Right. So I think that's where a lot of people get stuck is that you're always following a program that's like you're an avatar that always feels like a million bucks. <laughs> so it's, you know, I can't, I can't follow that. If, you know, it expects me to always be at 100%. And that's when Wendler, Wendler's system started to present those ideas a bit better for people. Like, train at 90% of your, your max instead of 100% all the time. Um, and I think then strength kind of brings that in a different light. It's like, get these blocks done. And then, you know, as you get good at understanding the system and understanding all the variations and variables of it, then you can like, you can crush days that feel really good. It's kind of self-limiting as well, where you can't, you can't really overcook the weight because you won't finish the block. Like if you're struggling by set two or set three, then you're just not going to get there. Um, I think it, it, it discourages like ego lifting uh, when you when you see that. Where the thing with the five three one, and maybe I just didn't read the book well enough, but I did it in Ecuador in two thousand and eight or something. Um, I think I did two or three cycles in a row, um, and I was just trying to go so hard. Um, on those key sets and then you know, I was still doing a fair bit of assistance work but it was like and I, and I have seen it with other people as well it's like a mental drain because you, again you like have to hit that set or it's like the whole month was a waste because you're looking at what you did last month and you never want to be seeing those same numbers and like it's good from the perspective that it makes you want to be better but it's bad from the perspective that it only gives you one day to do it <laughs> rather than being like all right today we just consolidate and then we still know where we're headed with this um you know where i think like i felt like there was a lot more room for that in the block of dense strength work that i did earlier this year where i you know got to my best press and you know lots of you know best dips and lots of different movements went really well i was like yeah like I, there were all these specific weight for reps kind of targets that I was just gradually edging up um, and I'd go to go to a next one go to a different one um, it's sort of like multiple layers of winning rather than yeah 
there's never like any one session really mattered that much. Yeah. I like that worked really well. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. That's the key there is like knowing how to win in different ways in a strength session. That's simple and, you know, allows you to move forward. That's, that's where that comes in. Allows you to have more time.